Good morning. I'm Jim Knapp. I serve on your board of trustees. I just got a few announcements for you this morning. If you are having an electronic device with you, please take that out and check in on social media, and then please silence that device so you give all of us this sacred hour of service together. You're invited to join us on Tuesday evening for our Christmas Eve services. There are new times this year, and those times are what? Five and nine. Wonderful, wonderful. Five o'clock is more the family-geared service, but open to everybody, obviously. And nine o'clock, um, at nine, there will be the seven gifts of the Christ child, and we'll feature the choir, along with Judith Nair and Lori Dockin as well. It'll be, uh, it also will be live-streamed at nine o'clock. So new this year, five o'clock Christmas Eve and nine o'clock Christmas Eve. Next Sunday morning will be the Burning Bowl service at both 9.30 and 11.30. This is a great opportunity to release those things that we want to leave in 2019 and not carry into the new year. That's next Sunday, the Burning Bowl service. Next Sunday afternoon, John and Marie Pentangill continue their four gospel series with a study of the Beatitudes, the teachings of Jesus. Uh, they're great presenters, and so that would be something that's certainly worth checking out. 
There are a lot of classes and workshops coming up in January, so please check those out in the Garden Court. Also look in your bulletin for that information. And in the Garden Court, if you'd like to sign up for our Thursday electronic peak of the week, please feel free to do that electronic newsletter sent out at that time. We'll now, return, we'll now turn to Reverend Pat for prayer. Join me in our opening prayer. Let's just take that deep breath together. And as we exhale, we know our oneness with each other, our oneness with the divine this morning. So this morning, we just let go of all the busyness of the morning, everything that has taken to get us here to this time and this place. We let go of any expectations and just become present to the presence. And this morning, we are so grateful to know this presence within as joy. 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 We are grateful. So we open our hearts and minds, not only to the divine, but we open our hearts and minds to each other. To each other. We feel that presence of the divine within and we are grateful we are grateful and together we say thank you God together thank you God and again thank you God and again thank you God let's applaud this day okay let's stand together for our opening song
Advent. Our fourth Sunday journey into Christmas is complete. This week we celebrate the birth of Jesus, our wayshower and our teacher, who became the perfect manifestation of the Christ. This same Christ presence is born anew in us and becomes visible in our lives in this Christmas season. We began our Advent journey with hope. We then decorated our lives with peace. Love is in the Bethlehem of our homes and in our hearts. This candle today represents joy. Let your joy show. Smile. Let's do that together. Smile. <laughs> Smile. Laugh. Be peaceful. Help others. Joy comes from inside of you. Let your joy shine. And today, lighting the candle for joy, I'm going to invite them to come up. It's April and Lola and Lucas Bullock and Lily Hood. Lighting from the Christ candle. Joy, let your light shine. In Luke we read, Behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall come to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. We let our joy shine. Join me in our prayer. Father, Mother God, we realize the presence of your perfect pattern within us. We accept your guidance so that we may express that pattern as we live each day of the year. In joy and goodwill, we go forth to do your will this Christmas season. And together, we say, thank you, Father, Mother, God. Together, thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. Let's affirm together our core values. They're found in your order of service. Our core values. Together, we are loving, transforming, welcoming, spirit-filled, prosperous, and joyful. You can see one of our core values is that of welcoming. So my dear friends, one of our favorite things to do here is to welcome our guest. And as we do this each and every Sunday morning, we remind ourselves that we were all guests at one time or the other. So my dear friends, if you're today with us for the first, second, or third time, please allow us to honor your presence here today. Just take your courage in your hand and raise your hand as I raise my hand. Calling all courage, first, second, third time guests. We've got courage out here. Courage back here. Courage here. Keep your, hand, keep your hands up, please. Keep your hands up, please, until our ushers get to you. That packet of information you're receiving tells you a lot about Unity Minneapolis. 
There's also a card there if you fill out any part of that card and turn that into our book desk. We have a gift for you. The rose is a gift from our congregation so that we can easily recognize you and give you that very personal welcome. All of that's important, yet one of the most important things that I say on this platform each and every Sunday morning is this. And that is, my dear friends, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you are welcome here. We welcome you, we bless you, and we behold the living presence of the divine within you. We certainly welcome with those that are streaming with us today. We're so grateful that you have decided to join us. Let's speak to those streaming with us today. Just turn around and wave, okay? <laughs> wow, wow. We're so grateful. We're just so grateful that you've decided to stream with us. Yesterday, as I walked into one of the stores with half of American shopping yesterday, <laughs> it was early in the morning, and this woman approached me, and she said to me, Reverend Pat. And I said, I so apologize. I don't remember your name. And she said, you wouldn't. I stream with you each and every Sunday morning. So, uh, what we do here makes a difference, not just in this sanctuary, but it makes a difference in the world. And there's another great lesson there. Reverend Pat, be nice everywhere you go. <laughs> And you too, okay? <laughs> so, oh, that's enough. That was not the lesson, but maybe it is, okay? So, we greet each other on Sunday morning with a handshake, a hug, a smile, namaste. We ask before we, let's do it. So if you did not get a chance to speak with the person you wanted to speak with, we invite you to join us for coffee and tea following today's service. And I invite us to know our oneness again together, settle in for the reading of the daily word, the daily word. We now move deeper into scripture with the reading of the daily word. As the usher brings down the prayer box, you are invited to mentally add your prayers to the written requests in the box. After the service, the prayer is located in the garden court, where you may add your written requests. Your prayers are then prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity, where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days. The word for the day 
is joy. My greatest joy is discovering the presence of God within me. Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore wrote that joy is the happiness of God expressed through his perfect idea, humankind. Witnessing the unbridled joy of children on Christmas, Christmas morning brings a smile to my face and gives me a warm feeling. Although my childhood may be a distant memory, joy remains an active part of my life. I find joy in the beauty of holiday decorations, in the fellowship of family and friends, and in giving and receiving gifts. I discover that my greatest joy is knowing and feeling the presence of God within me. I recognize and rejoice in God's presence in me and see it in everyone I meet. I know that joy is always present and can be called into expression at every moment. The fruit of spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness. We are told so in Galatians 5.22. The word for today is joy. in the hymn, Angels We Have Heard on High.
ahead and prepare ourselves for meditation as we set aside anything physically on our laps as well as mentally we set that aside and if it feels right we close our eyes within the scriptures the book of Luke tells us behold I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. I take that idea of great joy and I know that I am not excluded, that these good tidings were promised to all people. I declare the truth that I have a joyous spirit and I know that to be true. This is my natural state, one of joy. And I build that spirit of joy through my daily practice of prayer and meditation. My consciousness becomes one of expectation, an expectation of joy and happiness. A consciousness that knows outer circumstances do not dictate how I choose to be and feel. I know that through that regular practice of prayer, it constantly reminds me that joy is my natural state. That simple act of turning within can make all the difference in my world. And I take a breath and move within. I know that Divine Spirit is here with me now, that there is never a time or place that I am separated from that Divine Presence. And I take another breath. I notice the inhale and feel the release of the exhale. And I allow that space, that slight pause between that inhale and that exhale to flood with joy. I feel the inhale of my breath. And when that ends, but before the exhale, I feel pure joy. I continue to receive joy with each and every breath. And we take the next two minutes to practice this awareness of joy as we move into silence.
as we come out of that silence, we claim that great joy that the scriptures speak of. And our spirit expands with that joy. And we know that our lives have become one with that joy. A life where joy cannot be contained. And we allow that spirit, that spirit of joy to ripple out to those around us right here and now. Also to our community. And we let it expand to the city, the state, and ultimately the world. And we are blessed with that knowledge. And as we open our eyes, we know this to be true. Namaste.
Thank you, Mayor Burns Klinger. Thank you, thank you. A guy brought his wife a beautiful diamond ring for Christmas. After hearing about this extravagant gift, a friend of his says, I thought she wanted one of those sporty four-wheel drive red vehicles. She did, he replied. But where am I going to find a fake Jeep? So I think sometimes at Christmas time, let's be sure that what we're giving away is not fake. Let's be sure that we're giving away the real deal. And we know that it's the real deal when it comes from within our own heart and it's been touched by that divine spirit within. We have completed our four-week journey of Advent. It seems like we just started yesterday. Does it not? And many of you have been with me the entire four weeks. But, you know, that first week, I want to just quickly review. That first week, we, we lit this candle of, of hope and faith. And we reminded ourselves that uh, in order for hope to become faith, it has to be wed with... Several of you were with me this year. Thank you. It has to be wed with action. But if we take hope and we wed it with action, then it becomes faith. Also, in that lesson, we always reminded ourselves that we have all the faith we need. We cannot go and get any more faith anywhere. It's 100% within us. And we're always faithing. We're always expressing that faith. The determination is where are we focusing that faith? Where are we focusing it? As, as we focus it, we begin to create and co-create our life by the expectations then that second week, we lit that beautiful candle of peace. And again, like most genuine gifts, the peace that we seek 
often we look out here, but the peace that we seek is within, right? Right. We also, we also reminded ourselves at that time that, you know, until we create peace in our own consciousness, one person at a time, we are not going to experience peace on earth. And yet we sing about it each and every Sunday morning, and we say, where, we sing it with smiles and joy, and we say, where does it begin? It begins with me. It begins with you. And then last week, we talked, about the, we talked about love. And love, of course, we talked about the importance of expressing the love with his end. It's complete. We have all the love we need. It just needs to be expressed. We couldn't go and get any more love if we wanted to, even though several times I've tried it, and you have too. But we have really just provided a place for that love within us to be expressed through us. And also, I challenged you last week to do an exercise, and some of you have actually called me on this, and it was about those four simple questions. Four simple questions of filling that out on what I like about you. I encourage you to give that to someone this Christmas. What I like about you. How do I, how I feel when I am with you. What blessings do I experience when I am with you? These four simple questions are in our lobby. They're in our lobby if you choose to get one and use it. And so today we talk about joy. There are many different definitions of joy. The Webster Dictionary says it's the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of, of possessing what one desires. Our, our core value here is being joyful. And we, ex we define that joyful as the experience of an overwhelming sense of well-being. Charles Fillmore, co-founder of our movement, says... It is the happiness of God expressed through his perfect idea of man. Joy and, great, and gladness are strength-giving, especially in the mind, if the mind is fixed on the things of spirit. And so for me, Reverend Pat's definition of joy is it is that settled assurance that God within is in control of all the details of my life and that I don't have to be. Now, that means also that I have responsibility, but it's that quite confidence that within that God is present. God is in the midst of every situation. And my greatest joy, as the Daily Word expressed this morning, is feeling the presence of God and seeing that in each and every person that I meet. Joy also is present, and I can call it into expression, each and every moment. And when things sometimes I don't understand, which happens quite often, I can realize that I don't have to understand it. I don't have to understand it. That I am part of a bigger picture. Now, obviously, one of the things that attracts me to unity are the spiritual laws that we teach here. The spiritual laws that give me day in and day out those things that I can do to change my life. Those principles that we teach. And joy that we teach, is not necessarily experienced out here. It is first experienced within. Joy and happiness are two different things. We kind of use them together sometimes, do we not? But happiness is something that happens out here. Joy comes from the peace that is within. Happiness 
tends to be an external event. Happiness seems to be based upon other people, if, if I'm happy, are you making me happy, places, events, whereas joy has nothing to do with that. Joy is something within that is always present. This morning, as I was greeting several of you this morning, you shared with me about challenges that you were experiencing in your life. Many of you experiencing challenging, and the challenging times sometimes around Christmas to experience that. The loss of a loved one, the illness of a mate, the loss of a job. And at the same time, even though these are not things that necessarily create happiness, but we know that these conditions are temporary. They are not permanent. Whereas joy within is always permanent. And happiness is fleeting. It's like sometimes if we look to the outer for our happiness and our joy, sometimes we're in trouble. I like the fact that the quest referred to it one time. It's like going sometimes to a, a carnival. And you've seen these ducks come up as you go along the way, and the ducks are coming, and you have this little pop gun, and you shoot the duck down. Has anyone ever done that before? Well, gosh, it's been a long time since you've been to carnival, has it not? <laughs> but you shoot the duck down, and suddenly what happens? Pops up another one. And so what happens, my dear friends, if we're depending on happiness for our joy, there will always be circumstances that will pop up. And so we cannot let circumstances determine our joy. You get that? We cannot. It is always present and it's for us to tap into. Of course, the scripture is just full of joy. And Jim, thanks for that wonderful meditation as you referred to several things in the scripture. Let me share a few things with you. First of all, let me share a little reading from Luke, some of the Christmas story. It says, in the region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for you see, I am bringing good news of great joy to all people, to you who's born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and all that they had seen. The joy that came is for everyone. We were born with the joy within us. And it's our gift to express that joy. Just as, and Jesus came so that the joy may be full. And what is that fullness of joy? I believe that the fullness of joy that Jesus brought are the universal Christ teachings. And these universal Christ teachings are for everyone, not just a few people. And when we remember these universal Christ teachings and we get in touch with them, we can feel that fullness of joy, oneness, one with the divine, yes, one with each other. This morning as I was driving to church, beautiful scenery coming down where I live. The trees were beautiful. Everything was absolutely beautiful. 
and I felt one with it. Have you experienced that before? Yes. You know exactly what I mean. You experience it and you know your oneness with all that is. And you know, regardless of appearances, that everything is exactly the way it should be. Even when we're experiencing in the outer world conditions that we don't want to experience. Because of this joy within, we are able to be at peace with it. We're, even through death, we are able to be at peace with it. Jesus, the scriptures refer to joy almost 500 times. 500 times. It's interesting that joy was used at the birth of Jesus. And as Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross in the upper room, he used again joy. And he says, I have loved you. Abide in my love. And if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Wow. The joy we have is complete. There's nothing to go and get. Isn't that wonderful? We couldn't if we wanted to. It's already there. And it's like love. It's like love. We can't go get more love. We can't go get more joy. All we get to do is to express that joy. And we are called to express it each and every day. Well, there are several things that I believe that we can do to express that joy. Of course, one of them, as Jim referred to in that beautiful meditation, is, is to get that prayer practice going, to get that prayer and meditation practice going. And as we touch, as we touch that divine presence within, then we experience that joy. And what, the beautiful thing about it is when I have a meditation, when I meditate and I do not touch that divine presence, it does not mean that the joy is not there. But as I touch it, I feel complete. I feel that the joy is absolutely full. And for a few moments, I go forth feeling that presence. And I believe that we can strive to feel that presence throughout our own day, our whole day. Of course, sometimes maybe we don't. And maybe we have to fake it. Maybe we have to fake it till we make it. Have you ever heard that before? You put that smile on your face, and you act like you are feeling fabulous. You see someone, and you are smiling. And I believe with all sincerity, as long as we continue to fake it till we make it, as long as we attempt to do it, then that smile turns into something genuine. It turns into a full, joyful experience. So sometimes we literally have to fake it until we make it. I believe another way that we can experience joy in our life is be careful about whose stuff you take on. I like to say I got my stuff. You got your stuff. And God's got God's stuff. My stuff is my business. Your stuff is your business. 
Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that we don't support each other and that we don't love each other and that we don't go out and we do these things that we need to do. But my goodness, how many times are we so concerned that we take on other people's stuff? Do you know when you're taking on other people's stuff in your life? Do you know when you're doing it? More than likely you do. John Catuso, a good friend of mine, has written a book, The Laws of Life. And Joan says, I called Joan yesterday just for the fun of it, to see how she was doing. Told her I'd be like to read a paragraph of her book. She said, go right ahead. I asked her how she was doing. And she says, I'm just doing so joyful. Just so joyful. And she's going through her own challenges in life. But Joan says in her book, A Course in Life, in a, in a chapter on joy, she says, how do you know if you've taken on other people's stuff? You want to know? I won't ask for a show of hands. <laughs> Mine would be the first to go up. Here's an easy consciousness test to ascertain whether something is your stuff or someone else's stuff. If you can remain dispassionate observer of another person's behavior, it's not your stuff. Talk on it. If you react with outrage, disgust, fear, or judgment, then whatever is occurring is presenting you with a valuable lesson. Simply stated, reaction, it's your stuff. No reaction, it's not your stuff. Any reaction is a sure sign that you have further healing work to do in that area. And when a colleague, a friend, or family member is behaving poorly, you must learn not to engage in that drama. Joan, it's easier written and said than done. <laughs> not to engage in that drama. Rather than meet drama with drama, upset with upset, you can send that individual love and compassion knowing that the person must be in pain and suffering or he or she would not be behaving so poorly. The Buddhist refers to it as unskilled behavior. Unskilled behavior. And we don't have to buy into it if it's someone else's stuff. That doesn't mean we don't love them. That doesn't mean that we don't support them but we don't have to take it on. And then, of course, other ways that we express our joy is singing. Singing. Charles Fillmore is very clear about that. He says that when we sing, it not only heals ourselves, because it vibrates through our bodies. Did you feel that when we sang, joyful, joyful, we adore you? Oh, my goodness, there was applause going on. And there was healing going on. Because you were singing. Singing also creates joy in our life. So next time you're feeling down in the dots and not feeling so good, break out in song. Break out in the middle of Costco. Who cares? <laughs> They're so crowded they wouldn't notice it anyway. Break out in the middle of Costco. Break out in the shower. But start singing. It changes. It's a game changer. Let me see if I can find the exact words that Mr. Fillmore says right here, because I want to share it with you. He says, you can drive away the gloom of disappointment by resolutely singing a sunshine song. 
I believe that we could cultivate the power of music in connection with the understanding of truth and thus rend all the bonds of sin, sickness, and death. And the world needs a new hymnal with words of truth only and music so strong and powerful that it penetrates to the very center of our soul. I believe he's here in spirit with us, and he really appreciates our music. Don't you, Charles Fillmore? Absolutely. That's exactly what we experience. So, my dear friends, the joy that we have is ours to express, and no one else can do it. And I believe as spiritual beings, we are called to be in a different place, on a spiritual journey. We are called to be in a spiritual place. We are the hymnal that people see. We are the Christ that people see. We represent that divine presence. And I believe, my dear friends, that people may not give a hoot sometimes what you say, but they care about what you do and they see you. Someone who says, preach often, use as few words as possible. <laughs> that being said, I love you, I bless you, and I behold the living presence of God within you. And so it is. Amen. Such divinity Christmas is big. 
Laurie, thank you. I believe that's your song, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Judy wrote the song before the meditation, the Star of Wonder song. So. Beautiful, beautiful. I invite our ushers to come forth as we prepare to receive our tithes and our gifts and our offerings. Those that are streaming with us today, we invite you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis. We're blessed to be able to offer this service, and we invite you to make a gift as well. So let us just go within for a moment again and, and give thanks. Give thanks for the opportunity to express our joy. And this morning we express that joy through the act of giving. We fulfill that law of giving and receiving and activate that law through giving. We are indeed blessed. We are so blessed. And together we say, thank you, God. Together, thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. So we just go within again and bless these gifts. Bless the gifts that's been received in the mail this week. We bless all the gifts, those participating in our consistent giving program, unexpected income program. We bless our year-end gifts, and we send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. Inviting our on-duty Unity Prayer Chaplains to please stand. These individuals arrived early and they held sacred space here. They're here to hold that sacred space with you and to pray with the ears of their heart and listen to you and hold it in confidence. So today, if you have a prayer request, by all means, seek out a Unity Prayer Chaplain. Thank you for your service, and you may be seated. Our Christmas Eve services are at 5 and 9. We look forward to you coming back. It's a beautiful Christmas Eve service, both traditional candlelight servicing. Both services will have a traditional candlelight.
candlelighting services. Also, next Sunday is one of my favorite services is the burning bowl. We let go of those things that we do not want to carry into next year. So come and participate in that as well. This is the time of year where we invite you to make a year in gift to Unity Minneapolis. And Marie and John Pettengill, they make a gift. And Marie's here to share with you why they do that. 30 years ago, this community went through a lesson in law of circulation. And for four weeks, we heard on this platform about things like letting go of your possessions that you don't need anymore about opening yourself up to new possibilities, about looking for new gifts coming to you through what you give out. It'll come back to you a thousandfold. And after four weeks, we filled a high school gym to the brim with furniture, clothing, household gifts. People donated cars. There are even people who donated jewelry from older relationships they no longer had. And we put out announcements into the community. Come on Saturday. Everything is free. Take what you want. And we had signs on the walls that said, go ahead, take it. It's OK. And people from the community came, and they would say, are you sure you don't want a donation? And we'd say, no, just take what you want. And a family that had just experienced a devastating fire and lost everything borrowed a truck, drove it up to the door, and filled it up so that they could start their life over again. That's the law of circulation. And I lived that from that lesson. So this past year has been a time for John and I to be in that place of having an emotional fire in our family. And whether you knew it or not, you gave me a hug when I was at an usher at the door. You shared an insight in a class that John and I participated in. You shared music that really touched my heart. You were part of a service or a ritual that I participated in. You fed me. And I received. That's the law of circulation. Every year, John and I have a ritual where we do our own burning ceremony. We invite our friends over. We give them a big sheet of paper, crayons. They draw their year, the good, the bad, the happy, the hard. They share it, and then we burn it so that we can open ourselves up to new possibilities, to new gifts, to new lessons in the new year. And in that time, I give. I give because I know it will come back to me. I picture myself on the edge of the ocean watching the tide go in and out. And when I give, it goes out to places and people I have no idea how it's going to touch them and the ones who need it most. And I also know the tide comes back in and I will get the gifts in ways I could never imagine. That's the law of circulation. So I invite you to join me on the edge of the ocean, to write a check, to throw it out into the waves, and know it's going to touch somebody's heart in exactly the way they need it, and you will never know and trust that it happened. And know that the tide's going to come back in, and you will get gifts beyond your imagining in ways you never thought. I wish you blessings for the new year. Thank you. Thank you, Marie.
Next Sunday, John and Marie have a workshop Sunday afternoon on the Beatitudes. They're excellent presenters, so come and be a part of that as well. Wow. On behalf of our board of trustees, and I see several of them here, on behalf of our board of trustees and on behalf of our staff, we truly wish for you a fabulous, wonderful Merry Christmas. We love you, we bless you, and it's our pleasure to be in service with you and for you. Let's stand together as we bring our children in. Today we had a great time discussing the wise men portion of the Christmas story, and we had a great time singing, and join us next week. We're going to be doing the burning bowl ceremony upstairs as well as downstairs, and the YOU high school group are going to lead that. So thanks, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Let us know together our prayer for protection and our peace song. Together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine and all is swell.